This show contains strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit MyGayAgendaPodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of non-COVID illness, barriers in diagnosis, ableism, police, and food textures. It also contains discussion about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. And welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jay. My name is CJ, and we are here to discuss whatever it is that cishet people think it is we're doing. Or at least that's what we usually do, but what's on the, the buy schedule for today, CJ? April Fools! We fucking tricked you! Pranked. Like we do every year! Every single year we prank you. You think it's not gonna happen, and then prank. Fool, fool me once, shame on on me. Fool, fool me. Wait, no. <laughs> where's this going? <laughs> I'm very sick. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, honestly, this this the appearance of this episode might have pranked some people because we haven't released a new episode in two months. Um, so like, first Surprise. of all. Surprise. Uh, second of all, sorry about that. Um, life comes at you really fast. The real prank is releasing an episode after an accidental hiatus, and during that whole episode, my head is so full of snot that I can't think straight. Yeah, so it's happened where, like, I have just had a lot going on in my life, and also sometimes, like, I once a week my body is broken in, like, small, unique ways that are also a pain in the ass. Same. Uh, which has been really cool for the past two months. Um, I'm feeling okay right now, but it seems that that is less of the case for you, my poor dear sick friend. Yeah, no, it's funny. I um, uh, I'm still on that ongoing, super fun, uh, finding the right medication cocktail journey. So I was on uh, an ADHD medication that just made my life worse for two weeks. Mm. Um, and then as I was recovering from that, I'm like, cool, back to normal. And then I got such a bad flu, cold, I don't know, something upper respiratory that isn't COVID. Great. Um, so, you know, that timing just made sense. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, sometimes breaks and sudden hiatuses are necessary. And, uh, we thank you for your patience as we go through those as two people just existing outside of our lives as entertainers <laughs> yeah we're humans yes we're just like you <laughs> podcasters they're just like you but a little bit worse <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so our fun little zany april fools thing that we like to do at least we've done this format since the pandemic has started it's just talk about positive things because god knows that there's not enough of that yeah. anywhere so we'll talk yeah. about nice shit for a little bit it'll be cute yeah you want to get started on that sure or do you want me to start uh whichever <laughs> i i would actually really like to start because i have something that i'm extremely passionate about and not have not shut up about for like the past good bit oh please 
Our flag means death. Oh, is that the the Taika Waititi pirate show? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, it is. It is currently my favorite media. I love it so much. I have like watched and rewatched episodes. Uh, Season one just ended uh, this past week. And I am desperado for season two and news about when that's going to be happening. Desperado. Um, Yes. Anyway, (laughs) I took French. Anyway, for anybody who doesn't know, Our Flag Means Death is an HBO Max series. As Jay mentioned, uh, it's a Taika Waititi project. He also did um, What We Do in the Shadows, which I think is also extremely brilliant. I just honestly think that he can do no wrong. Like, I I believe that in my heart that he can't do any wrong. And this show is no exception. It is very... I'm going to be doing, like, a spoiler-free talk about Our Flag Means Death, by the way. Appreciate it. Yeah, just to make sure that folks who haven't gotten to watch it yet aren't spoiled on anything. Uh, But generally speaking, the show is about... uh, Very loosely based on the real-life Steed Bonnet, who abandoned his life of luxury in order to become the gentleman pirate. Hell yeah. And, like... The throughout the series, it's just this guy who is just so vastly underqualified to be a pirate, <laughs> trying to be the captain of a pirate crew. And it's just so it's really, really funny. It's really delightful to watch. And the queer representation is incredible, like unmatched by a lot of other media. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but um like i th- they've handled like queer characters and queer plot lines like really well um it's not like you know how sometimes there's like queer representation but it's very obviously for like cishet people to learn that queer people are actually people too yeah that this is not the case with that series like you do not get that vibe at all they're just they're gay and in love or gay and fucking it's a lot of different ones sometimes both sometimes both there is a non-binary character portrayed by a non-binary performer oh bless who they also use they them pronouns for consistently and it's not like a oh, I don't no, he or she how do non-binary they just do it and that's really lovely and like it's just extremely good i i literally like had an epiphany during the season finale so like that that's gotta mean something oh wow <laughs> yeah i mean it's like, like it was very much like based personally on what's going on in my personal life so like i'm not expecting everybody to be having epiphanies during the season finale but like that's still rad though yeah and and like it's what that show has been for me at this moment in time so i just absolutely love it everybody should watch our flag means death especially the homosexuals but like everybody in general can i uh like did you did you discover that you are a pirate and have been a pirate this whole time yeah, that was really it, actually. Um, my boat's right outside, so I'm going to hop on that okay. after the podcast. I don't want to say stuff. that we've all known and didn't want to say anything because we didn't want to rush you. I I tweeted about how I want both uh, Blackbeard and Steed Bonnet's genders um, because they are two vastly contradicting aesthetics that they're bringing to the table. And I want and love them both. And I tweeted about that. And friend of the podcast, Tui, was just like, oh, you want to steal those from them? They stole that from you. And that, <laughs> I'm still riding that compliment, honestly, because, like, Steed Bonnet's whole presentation is a gender I want and full offense, but Blackbeard could disrespect me. <laughs> 
I'll have to Google both of these. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or find a way to watch the show, or both. Yes. You said it's HBO, right? Yeah, I'll it's find HBO. A way. Yeah, I, I have faith in you that you can figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I love it so much. Everybody watch Our Flag Means Death. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Hell yeah. So my, my joke thing would be being able to breathe through my nose. Because wow, mm. I miss that. But my eyelid is twitching. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what if one part of me functioned? Wouldn't that be oh. neat? Wouldn't that be a fun surprise? My non-joke answer still feels like a joke answer because I'm I'm straight up just going to say sleep. Sleep is great. No, sleep is um, beautiful. Never underestimate how much of treatment for a mood disorder baseline is um, solid sleep. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, let me tell you that that the the ADHD medication I just tried, the reason it messed up my life for two weeks was just that it severely fucked with my sleep, which shockingly made me more depressed. Uh, <laughs> because who knew when you're tired, your brain doesn't want to be happy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it do be like that. And if huh? you have an underlying disorder and you're exhausted, your brain's just gonna be like, hmm, worse now. <laughs> Actually, worser. No, thank you. So I'm very, I'm very pro sleep for its mental and physical health benefits. I think it's also mm. nice just to get a little, a little break. Yes. You never just have like I don't know anything like like a headache or a stomach ache or just a funky mood, and then you sleep and you wake up and you're like, oh, it's gone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good, restorative. Yeah. Dreams can be can be cool. Mixed bag there. <laughs> they can be. They can be. They can be severely uncool. <laughs> they. I, as somebody who frequently has anxiety dreams, I literally had an anxiety dream, not last night, but the night prior, that somebody had stolen $10,000 out of my bank account. Oh, God. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Do you ever, and do you ever get that thing where, like, a dream is, like, just realistic enough that, like, you go through the rest of the day, like, oh, God, did that happen? No, it still didn't happen the millionth time that you thought about it. Yeah, that, that was me yesterday being like, oh, God, I am, I don't have money at all not even a little bit (laughs) and then i did i so frequently have dreams about getting into like arguments with my mom and last Mm. night i had a dream i got in an argument with her and then was like in the dream i promised to go and buy like just like like, run an errand just buy like a a simple thing from target and when i woke up i was like i have to remember to go to target no i don't no i don't (laughs) oh my gosh um (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's a weird thing that's hanging on in my brain but also sometimes i dream cool queer stories that i'm like that would be a fun comic so you know mixed bag hey there but you go mostly love the restorative effect love that we have a, a built-in regulation thing like that um mm. love things that help you sleep mm, <laughs> comfy yes. beds warm tea podcasts Whatever helps you. If you're having trouble sleeping right now, my deepest sympathies are with you, and I hope that clears up for you soon. Yes. Sleep is good. I'm a very, I think I'm a very picky sleeper. Like, I have a whole ass system set up for myself. We're talking, I've got a wedge pillow. I've got, like, a very specific pillow for myself. I've got a face mask. I've got a little fan. I've got stuffed animals, like a system of stuffed animals. 
Um, I gotta be watching a TV show. The TV show generally has to be one out of, like, three options uh, (laughs) that I've already got memorized, so I don't have to worry about, like, missing something in it. Oh, that's important, yes. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because if you're watching something new, you'll just keep watching it. Or then you, like, fall asleep and you miss it and you gotta worry about, like, oh, shit, I gotta, like, rewind. Yeah, if you have something comforting and familiar, you can fall asleep during it, but it's still, like, engaging enough. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've got a very, like, precious sleep (laughs) setup. <laughs> but you know when i when i get to snooze central it's the best um i hot tip that i don't have any sources on besides i'm pretty sure it was on mythbusters is that if you need to nap but you're having trouble like literally falling asleep even using like a half hour or something of shed eye can produce a similar like rest effect oh yeah just laying down and closing your eyes mhm which i find a helpful tip as somebody who sometimes keeps myself awake because I'm stressed about needing to fall asleep in order to rest. Yes. But yeah. it's like, if I just take that pressure off of myself and just, like, lay there with my eyes closed for a little bit, then, like, sometimes I fall asleep. But if not, then it's no big deal and I don't got to be stressing about it. Oh. I mean, like, I woke up at noon today, um, which normally would make me feel like shit. But, like, I, as I texted my partner, I was like, it's it's allowed because I'm sick, right? <laughs> and then, like, the big eyes emoji. <laughs> Oh my god. Because, uh, you know, you know that fun, cool thing where you need permission um, to <laughs> exist. Uh, I, hold on. <laughs> we'll have to unpack that another episode, but. Uh, is this not the therapy episode? I mean, in some ways, yes. <laughs> but, like, I'm not in great shape today, as, as, as I'm sure you can hear. But I'm so much better than I was yesterday, and I was so much better yesterday than I was the day before, and it's just like, every time I wake up, I'm like, a little bit better, and that's Mm. such a good feeling. Yes. I'm excited to not be sick at all, but I'm just hyped that um, I don't have to be glued to a box of tissues all day today, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I literally couldn't get anything done yesterday. (laughs) Oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I... Some, most times, I I had a little victory the other day because, like, if I stay up late or do something silly and goofy like that, my body will still, generally speaking, wake me up at the time that I usually wake up instead of adjusting itself. So, like, I could be staying up until, like, four in the morning and my body's like, it's 7 a.m., wake up, idiot. Mm -hmm. But the other night, I actually successfully... I still did the idiot move of staying up way too late, but then my body actually corrected and woke me up at 11 a.m. instead. Oh, bless. I'm like, thank you, body. I needed I needed that amount of sleep, actually, and instead of being woken up at 7. Thank you so, so, so much. That gave me five hours of sleep instead of one, which was really nice. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. No, thank that's you, much body. Better. Yes. <laughs> so sleep is great. I fully agree. Yay, sleep. Thank you, bodies, for doing that. And if body, if your body isn't doing that, tell it to stop. Come on. <laughs> or tell it to start. Or tell it to start. Sleep. Start sleep now. Go. Um, speaking of stopping, uh, my next one is quitting a bad job. Ooh, yes. I, I mean, I quit a bad job last year, so it's been, like, several months. The job I have right now, I very much currently enjoy. Um, and I believe I will continue to enjoy, uh, so I'm not worried about that. But uh, recently, I have encouraged other people to quit their bad jobs, and I 
just get so excited when I see somebody realizing their worth in a very, like, tangible way. Yeah. And it's like, there's so much, like, capitalist brainwashing around, like, oh no, I'm a terrible person if I quit this job and all that, and, like, breaking people out of that mentality, like... No, if the job isn't serving you, then, like, that's their fault and not yours. Get out of there. hmm Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I don't really have much more to say about that, except to say that if you've got a bad job and you are able to quit it, I understand that there are a lot of different barriers, uh, primarily, like, financial ones that come with quitting a bad job. Yes. If you are- if you are in the position where you could quit your bad job and the only thing that is stopping you is- like, guilt or some sense of duty to the company or something, fuck that shit, get the fuck out of there. So that's all I have to say about that one. Oh, no, I'm very, I'm very pro that. Um, I quit a job, I think the year before the pandemic began, and it was so freeing. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there was definitely, like, the, like, oh, the sense of loyalty or, like, but I'm a big fish in the little pond. And then I left and I was like, oh... Oh, I can find jobs where people care about my time and effort. Weird. Mm -hmm. This is better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so glad that I quit the job that I did last year because it opened me up to this new job, which is like a really wonderful, wonderful thing. And I'm like, I probably would have still applied for this job if I was working the other job, but I'm sure there would have been that sense of like, do I really like need to or want to all that stuff but like quitting the shitty job really opened me up for this one and it was wonderful yeah Yeah. fuck yeah jay Um, you got another one um yeah you know what i'm gonna go on a limb on this one um all right i'm gonna say uh labels and diagnoses Mmm. All right. Love that. Now this there is nuance here because yes, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> absolutely, there, there is. I'm so no surprised. one is required to take on a label or a diagnosis. Yes, yes, yes. You do not need a label or a diagnosis. I think mm-hmm. they're very handy tools, and like, because I know plenty of people who don't have labels or diagnoses and are actively avoiding getting them, and I'm like, good for you because that's working for them. I, mm-hmm. my brain works in a way where it's like, oh, there's a word for that. Cool. Now I can feel real about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, very that. Because I think, I believe my paperwork now officially says I have ADHD and like, that's weirdly freeing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially mm-hmm. someone growing up where my mom, my mom didn't want me to get any like official diagnoses because she was afraid of how that would affect other people's judgment of me Mm. but then as an adult i'm like no way i want the word so that i know why i'm acting the way i do and then i have a concise way to explain to people (laughs) why Mm -hmm. i am Mm -hmm. this way again not that you need (laughs) a concise way to explain yourself but it is helpful for me (laughs) yes um a lot in the way that it's given me permission to act a lot of of uh ways without self-judgment because now i like let myself stim and i beat myself up less about not getting things done and i it's easier for me to find specific coping mechanisms and skills that are gonna help me um Mm -hmm. and in the same way with labels it's like you know it's nice to have that sense of of community um if that's what you need in that moment yes very that (laughs) do i think that uh there's a part of our 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 good queer community that's a little too focused on on like hyper specific labeling (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do I think there are people who are really stuck on the rigidity of those labels? 
Yes. Yeah, because that's the really cool thing about the queer experience is rigidity and enforcing. It's really about fitting into boxes. <laughs> yeah, that's the queer experience is making sure you compartmentalize and just fit yeah. into shit. And then, like, force other people to fit into shit. That's the really <laughs> co- That's what I became queer for. Yeah. Like... <laughs> And look, I'm one of those people who's like, oh, it's easier to say queer because I don't want to get into the hyper-specifics all the time. But, like, that said, am I pro getting rid of labels? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. How about we just, like, let them be helpful in the way that they are? And then we just, like, let it, let it go from there. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a tool. It's not prescriptive. Um, and, like, yeah, again, in diagnoses in the medical sense, uh, do I think it's bullshit that people, like, need a formal diagnosis to get a lot of help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, the system of diagnosis is... Bad. Ex- yeah. Yes. It turns out, and this may surprise some people, the medical field and the fields of psychology are based a lot in white supremacy. So yeah. uh, marginalized identities particularly have an extremely rough time of getting a diagnosis. Yeah. I got evaluated to Timbuktu as a child for what on paper looks extremely like autism, but since I was assigned female at birth and autism in girls hadn't been invented yet in 1995, um, I, it just, on the paperwork is like, CJ does not have autism. Anyway, here's all the symptoms that CJ has and they're all symptoms of autism. Yeah, see, um, (laughs) the ADHD conversation didn't happen for me until adulthood because you see... Um, people thought I was a girl, and, mm-hmm. um, my, my focus issues didn't affect my grade point average until high school. So, because mm. I was doing well in school, nothing was wrong. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> And because I happened to have a creative outlet that my, my focus issues led into, people were just like, oh, she's just shy and creative. Mm-hmm. She doesn't mm-hmm. need support. <laughs> It'll be <It's> fine. <laughs> like, all right, cool, thanks. <laughs> no, I know. I yeah. am very, I am very privileged to have been able to get those those four little letters written on my my file, um, especially as easily as I did. It took quite a while, but you know, I know that there's there's a lot of time and effort and money that can go into that process. So I'm feeling very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't get that done. That's okay. I don't think there's a problem with self-diagnosis. That still affords you the power of the label, at least in being mm-hmm. able to forgive yourself and give yourself that leeway and find those those tools for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I hope there's a way to get to the more the more technical stuff uh, if you can't get that medical diagnosis. I I've been like low key self-diagnosing uh, as autistic since like 2015 16. Um, but have more and more recently decided to, like, talk about that a bit more and, mm-hmm. like, allow myself, like, the tools in the community uh, with it. I recently uh, went to Disney with my family and um, brought noise-canceling earbuds with me oh. for the louder rides. Jay, I did not even realize how desperately I have needed that my entire fucking life (laughs) until I was using them. Oh my god, people are enjoying the rides? (laughs) It's like I enjoyed the rides before, but like, 
I mean, like, Haunted Mansion especially, like, sometimes the shit gets, like, really loud in a very overwhelming way, and I was just, like, gritting and baring my teeth through a lot of stuff that just some earbuds would have solved, like, that. And, like, being able to, like, actually fully enjoy the rides was, like, a life-changing experience for me. That I had at, at the ripe old age of 28 years old, but you know what? Better late than never. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Um, I also want to say that, um, you know, I don't believe in binaries. If you want to use labels in some fields of your life and not in others, that's also fine. If yeah, you want to have, cool. like, a formal mental diagnosis but not put a label on your sexuality, if you want to have a very specific label for your sexuality but not try to put one on your gender, that's fine. You make yeah. the rules there. Yeah. And also you don't have you you don't have to self-diagnose yourself in order to find tools helpful. If you just happen to find noises overwhelming, you can just buy noise-canceling earbuds and nobody checks your card. True, true. You could just you could just get them and use them and you don't have to have anything. Yeah, in the same way that it's like, you know, you don't have to be trans to change your name if you want to change your name. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't very, have very. to have an ADHD diagnosis to realize that body doubling works for you. You can just ask your friend to hang out with you while you clean your room. Yep. If it works for yep. you, it works for you. Um, yep. I don't have uh, trichotillomania, but um, one of my unfortunate stims does involve like some skin picking. So I looked up ways to cope with tri- uh, trichotillomania and dermatillomania. And look, I don't need to have it to be able to you know, Mm -hmm. find things that help me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Very that. I keep joking that ADHD is like the next door neighbor of autism. In a lot of ways. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been, um, it just, TikTok has been sending me a lot of autistic creators Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm not looking that same with me and ADHD. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of things that these autistic creators are saying where I'm relating and I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole of like, Am I a, a, f- a fake autism fangirl? Um, <laughs> I'm just going to let the things that work for me work for me. Yeah. Because there are some similar behaviors and similar problems. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and similar cool stuff because it turns out that we're just hotter than everybody it's else. It's true. So, like, that that has been a huge bonus. What's I will sexier say. than neurodivergence? I, one of my favorite sounds on TikTok is uh, somebody being like, I am no longer romanticizing my autism. Instead, I'm going to sexualize it. And I'm like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Absolutely. I saw, um, I saw an autistic stand-up comedian who um, also happens to have like this ongoing tremor. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, somebody, I don't know, someone in the audience asked him if he needed a girlfriend. Uh, or I don't know, I don't know their pronouns. (laughs) Asked them if they needed a girlfriend and they were like, I do all right. Turns out a built-in vibrator feature, uh, sells itself. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's the energy I love. Ooh, baby, Uh. you can sleep all night and I'll stay up and let you know if I hear a tiger approaching our den. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, yes, let yes, labels yes. help you how they can, uh, and let labels leave you alone where you need them to. It's mm-hmm. choose your own adventure, babes. Yeah. Uh, can I do my next thing? Yes, you may. <laughs> it's short. Turtlenecks. I thought you were about to just say turtles. <laughs> also turtles. No, I agree. Turtlenecks are great. 
As turtles are turtles, are great. But... Turtles are great, and the next they inspire, brilliant. I have personally found them super helpful in because, ter- like, I like my gender and how I fucks with it is like not like I like a button down shirt. You know, but I don't necessarily always want to do the, like, trans mask, like, gotta wear the button down, like, all that stuff. But, like, it's sort of hard finding, like, compromises there in my presentation. But I have found that just throwing on, like, a tighter black turtleneck under, like, a button-down shirt or, like, wearing a looser turtleneck with, like, a necklace. Like, those are all extremely gender Mm -hmm. for me. And, um, has been, has, like, really helped, like, more of, like, the androgynous blend system that I'm trying to go for. Yes, yes. My go-to outfit when I want to feel androgynous, um, is a giant sweater over a tight turtleneck. Yes! Throw a necklace on there. Glamour. Glamour. Glamour, baby. Love turtlenecks. They are very versatile. And... They are. We love layering. I'm we love layering. I am happy that spring is coming and then it's or spring is here. So it's like warm and sunny because my brain needs that. Uh mm-hmm. seasonal affective disorder who <laughs> where. But also so sad that that my sweaters have to start going away for a while because uh, yeah. turtlenecks sweaters layers Good. I I'm not excited for shorts season and not because I'm self-conscious about my legs. Hard opposite. My legs are fucking amazing. Um, so it's not that, but I just think like from a non-binary perspective, um, I personally have not solved shorts yet mm. as a concept. Shorts so are I weirdly keep walking... gendered. They are, and it's like certain lengths of them, especially being a shorter person, is challenging. Um, I feel like I constantly look like a butch lesbian wearing shorts, which I love butch lesbians. I am not one of them. Mm. I am not a butch person in general. I do not identify with that. So, like, that's not the gender- that's not the presentation I'm trying to rock. It's not the gender I'm trying to go for. So, this will be just another year of trying to solve shorts, and we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I was about to offer solutions, but this doesn't need to turn into styling corner. Um... We'll do styling corner offline. Yeah, but but here's but. here's a ray of hope. Mm-hmm. S- sweater season is ending, but yes, that just means it's becoming crop top season. Crop top season is my favorite. <laughs> Am I someone who wears crop tops in the dead of winter? Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but now I'm not stupid and suffering for it. <laughs> my notorious stance that I have maintained since college is, and I quote. Crop top weather is over when I say it's I over. I have adopted that phrase from you with such vigor that one of my partners now says it. Excellent. Good. <laughs> I I love when uh, it's like some speech thing I do becomes contagious. It's my favorite. <laughs> You're a trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a TikTok influencer. Um, yeah. So turtlenecks. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll go off of that and I'll say that my okay. next one is thrift stores. Thrift stores. Um, I, love I love thrift those. stores. I love the weird kitschy stuff you can find. That's why I love... I mean, look, here's the thing. I'm also... I am financially stable enough to feel immensely grateful (laughs) every day of my life. Um, I'm financially unstable enough that 90% of my wardrobe is thrifted or hand-me-down... Literal hand-me-downs from family and friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So thrift stores are great. Because yeah, sometimes you can find some like glamorous stuff, but mostly as as someone with 
shall we say, an eclectic sense of style. <laughs> <laughs> we sh- Hey, we shall say that. <laughs> I am ready to go on the record and say that you have an eclectic style. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like that I can walk into a thrift store and find fucking anything. Um, mm-hmm. I had a shirt from a thrift store for so long and I'm a little sad that I got rid of it. That was clearly what was bought as a white t-shirt and then... I am not going to assume a child, but somebody drew on it in Sharpie this very lopsided Batman logo. Good. And it said, I have to go. And then on the back it said, or no, no, it didn't say anything on the back, I believe. But it said, like, on the top it said, like, I have to go. And then underneath it said, like, my city needs me or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just so crooked and like <laughs> faded sharpie it was gold yeah. it was gold I and love that. you can't find that anywhere but like a thrift store or a yard sale you really can't no <laughs> but like i've also found things like um really fancy looking dresses and uh these i have these little ceramic rose gold cats in my kitchen that just sit on the shelf and look confused that's very good. Yeah, I have a haunted clown doll. Um, Excellent, good. <laughs> I have bringing that McElroy content here. <laughs> she pr- she's been protecting us during the uh, during the pandemic. Great, um, great. And sometimes she sings without us touching her, and, and uh, we're trying to take that as a blessing. Ooh, <laughs> all right, so we're we're talking a literal, not just like aesthetically. We're talking about a literal ghost that you have welcomed into your home. Uh, yeah, presumably, yeah. But she seems all cool. Right. She's been very quiet since we put her in the sunlight and gave her a little a little um, queen bee from the Find Me Bee puppet to hold. Oh, that's so great. She's been quiet since then. Okay, um, well that's that's lovely. But Good like, for y'all. Good for y'all. Just the range, you know. Um, yeah, the fact that I've gotten like cookware. And um, I just got, I, it was a big splurge for me, <laughs> but I got some end tables. Okay, um, excellent. I waffled over it for like half of a day and made several phone calls sitting in front of them at, at the Goodwill. Like, should I spend the money on these? <laughs> Everyone's like, do you like them? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have room for them? Uh, no. <laughs> so one of them lives here and one of them lives with one of my partners until I move in the future. But, you know, now mm. I have them and they're in my life and they make me happy and I have storage, which is nice because somehow I'm a, a, a pack rat despite not having room or money. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's often how it happens. Yeah, actually, I think... I feel like people don't just become pack rats because they have so much space to do it. That's fair. I, I think there's also something to... Not having a ton of money and going, well, I need to hold on to this in case I need it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very that. Extremely that. Um, <laughs> so many clothing things. I've been like, should I get rid of it? Well, what if I need it for a costume? <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I love thrift stores. Um, I so many, uh, so many pieces for a queer Christmas Carol mm. came from uh, the uh, thrift store. I got the jacket for Marley's Ghost uh, from Goodwill, and it only cost me, like, literally $5 for, like, this large black coat. It was a nice coat. It's a nice coat, and it fit Jeremy, like, perfectly, which was wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, that was money, like, the real price of a coat is not necessarily something I had in the budget, Um, so that was great. I, uh, in New Hope, found in a thrift store a record of the... 1970 uh, Christmas Carol 
soundtrack. <laughs> and that just absolutely delighted me. So I do now own that. Excellent. Yeah. Thrift stores are the, like, you literally never know what you're going to find. My, my, my roommate's like, mom got us a couch for a dollar. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. I got red snake skin print pants. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and brown snake skin, fake snake skin boots. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going into good, my snake, good. my snake era. I know, right? You can't oh, trust sorry. me. I'll, I'll zag on you. It's given snake. It's given slither. <laughs> it's we safari it. time. <laughs> safari time, motherfucker. Hell yeah. Yeah, thrift stores. Love the range. Love the weirdness. Love yes. the character. Lo- love the yes. value. Love the value. Hey, love also just value. you know, this is less on the positivity range, but just a little PSA. If you're if you're like well off or rich, please don't go into thrift stores and buy up a bunch of cheap stuff to like flip and sell. Please don't do mm-hmm. that. Especially plus size clothes. Yeah, that fucking sucks. If you're if you're rich and skinny and you uh buy a bunch of just like nice plus size clothes to like just trim down and sew down it's like yeah that's one less thing that someone who actually needs it could get i don't know Mm. no it sucks (laughs) i'm here for upcycling there is a balance here there is a there's a moral balance here (laughs) yes absolutely one of those things where like hey maybe like think about like your actions for a moment Mm -hmm. and try to consider if perhaps it has consequences for yourself other people the world like just like Take, take a moment to stop and think. That's not saying never tailor anything, but please don't buy up all the stuff and then yeah. use it and then flip it on, like, Depop. <laughs> yeah, just like, just like, hey, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Feels like a good rule. Don't, don't be an asshole. Yeah. But thrift stores are great. <laughs> thrift stores are great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to go thrifting now. All right. My next item, um... Jay, I think you could probably learn a lot from me about this subject. Um, uh-huh. It's something I have so much experience in, and I, I, I'm sure I'm not sure if you're familiar with polyamory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I read the ethical slut once. <laughs> I mean, so the listeners of the podcast, which is to say, our friends are probably aware that um, I By our friends, do you mean the one giant polycule in Philadelphia? Literally. (laughs) Like, honestly. Sorry, do you mean the um, humming parts? (laughs) Why are you coming for me? I'm trying to I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please go on. Anyway! Um... Oh my god, I saw a meme the other day, or no, it was a tweet from Left at London that was like, I wish Polycules worked like stud, like teams in Survivor, and I'm like, in my experience, a little bit, actually. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, first backstory, I ended a relationship uh, in late October of last year, and that relationship, as well as all of my other relationships, were monogamous ones with, uh, like, cis het men and i just got to a point where i realized that that like structure was not serving me it was not serving my partners um like i it, it just wasn't working and i had a suspicion that i was polyamorous and so i was like i should probably actually like look into that so yes i did read the ethical slut <laughs> and i did read other stuff 
And, like, I, I definitely, like, personally feel like I have started off at an advantage knowing so many, like, I would say more people than not in my life are polyamorous. It's and, like, helpful, yeah. It, it's, like, supremely helpful. Like, I've been, I've been reading everyone's tweets and their memes and, like, you know, just, like, seeing firsthand, like, how it manifests in, like, my friends' relationships and all that stuff and, like, how they handle certain situations. So, like, I definitely have started off with an advantage that, like, I think, like, a, some folks might not get. Like, I know all about, like, jealousy as a concept and, like, metamors and all of that. And, like, it's, uh, I mean, hopefully started me off on the right foot. Like, I feel <laughs> like I'm doing okay and anybody I'm seeing can feel free to correct me on that. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, it's it's going it, it's been like super lovely. Um and also sometimes just like really funny. Like in a coincidence, everybody that I'm seeing right now is engaged or married and they all live in the West Philly area. <laughs> you have a type. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what a specific I did type. Not, I know, right? Like I did not intend to cultivate that and uh it has just occurred for me. Um <laughs> I got to have the really funny experience the other day of inviting my girlfriend to a date mate's wedding <laughs> as my plus one. Hell yeah. Like, I start, I was like, this is an odd question, but, and then asked, and she was like, oh yeah, definitely. Huh, yeah, I guess I understand why that's an odd question. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Life is fun in that way. But, you know. I love a good comedy, and sometimes that comedy is my life. So oh. here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's really cool to see polyamory become more of an open thing. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say more common, because I do think it. I mean, I do think it is like more common, but I think it's always been more common than people thought. <laughs> yes, very that. But it's um nice to see more and more people be open about it and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also like. I find myself like. It, like, it feels like a natural fit for me as, like, a relationship structure because, like, I really, like, I am very much, like, a community-minded person and, like, all that. So, like, the concept of, like, metamors and all of that for me is just, like, hell yeah, I got more people to hang out with. This is great. As someone who has a lot of baggage wrapped up in the concept of family, the idea of, like, getting this whole constellation of people in my life sounds so... <sighs> It's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, who knew queer people, like, found families? Um, what? Weird. <laughs> I should also, like, go ahead and put, like, the typical disclaimer that just because this is a structure that's working for me and other people does not mean that I'm like, every relationship needs to be polyamorous. Oh, Monogamy no. is not natural. No, no. Blah, blah, blah. I know some very monogamous people, and it's working great for them. I know people in polyamorous relationships who the relationship is not going well. It turns out that there is not one structure that will solve all relationship problems. Yep. <laughs> Funny that. Like gender and sexuality, it's about what works for you. Yes. And not yes, yes, judging yes. what works for other people. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> you, you will not find me out here being like, monogamy is stupid, bleh. No. Uh, yeah, but you will find me out here going, monogamy doesn't work for me. Bleh. <laughs> That's reasonable. 
So yeah, that's what I gotta say about that. Heck yeah. What you got? Uh, you talked about a specific media, so I'll talk about a specific media. Um, I have been nonstop listening to the podcast You're Wrong About. Mm. Um, I highly recommend it. You're Wrong About is a lovely podcast, uh, where two co-hosts that I, I can't remember the name of right now because I am sick. I could tell you the name if my head wasn't so full of snot right now. Talk about subjects. They, they tell each other about things that, like, are fairly common on, commonly well-known on the surface, but are largely, mm-hmm. like, misunderstood. So they'll talk about, like, the D.A.R.E. program or the the Dingo Ate My Baby Lady, which that's a tragic story. <laughs> oh, extremely tragic, yeah. yeah. Or, um, wow, I'm spacing right now. <laughs> but stuff like that where it's, like, like something that's in, like, the cultural zeitgeist. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, would be, like, mi- that is not quite what it seems um, or what it's been, like, advertised as. Yeah, like, like, uh, that, that scare about, like, rainbow parties that teens were having, or, like... That was just the silliest, goofiest thing. It's nothing. Like, it's nothing. What the f- it's... What the f- I remember, like, my mom reading about it in Oprah magazine, and she was like, is anyone doing this? I'm like, no, it's a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah... Yeah, but no, I mean, it's great they talk about, yeah, like, all of that stuff, um, everything from Roe v. Wade to, to Acid Rain to Exorcism. <laughs> mm. uh, I'm, I'm currently excitedly waiting to get, because I'm working from the beginning forward to get to the next installment on the O.J. Simpson trial, because mm. I've heard so much about that my whole life, uh, and yet understood so little. Um, yeah, and what yeah. I really appreciate about this podcast is that they do talk about a lot of really serious things and they do still make jokes. There is still a humor that keeps things light, but their jokes feel like they're in the right places, if that mm-hmm. makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the jokes, like they're still adding the proper amount of respect and weight to the heavier aspects of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is still some joking that's like dark humor to cope. But mm-hmm. it never feels like they're making light of what's happening uh, in what they're talking right. about. And that's that's the exact balance I've been looking for in something like this, because I love to learn about this stuff, but also need that light edge to it to, to sure, keep yeah. me afloat. <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, I don't want to hear people making jokes about serial killers. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's always a weird vibe. Yeah. To say the absolute bare minimum about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's also nice to hear someone talk about serial killers' stories and uh, (laughs) not then turn into a whole, like, I hope they rot in prison forever and the cops did this or that, where uh, they're not excusing anything. Serial killers did, obviously, but it's not, it doesn't feel like (laughs) pro-cop in a way that I don't want to listen to. (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) No, absolutely. Like, I, it's it's always weird whenever the, like, true crime shows are like, and then, thank God, the police showed up, and it's like, mm. Yeah. That's not often what I'm saying about the police, and it's extremely often not what other people are saying about the police. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some hard opposites on that. So, yeah. That's that's always, like, my wish. I wish we wouldn't feel like... There's a way to talk about, like, the police presence in the case without being like, ha ha, we, the cops. Yes. Um, I, as someone who lives off of nuance, I really appreciate the balance that this particular show brings to these subjects. Uh, and I highly recommend it. 
Um, if you start listening, be careful. They might put some content warnings in the video, in the episode descriptions, but I haven't, I haven't seen them and I haven't heard any, so some of that stuff might pop up out of nowhere. Fair enough. But that's my only gripe. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Great. I'll have to check that out. Because yeah. I love... I love hearing, like, random stuff about a very specific subject. Oh, it's good for that. (laughs) And they have ongoing series, Um, but they also have one-offs, so it's, like, a really nice range of topics. Ooh, lovely, lovely. Yes. Like, you you know I'm a hoe for defunct land and stuff like that, so. Also, what a fun way to learn that so many cultural jokes are built off of horrible tragedies. But, you know, (laughs) I Mm, guess that's mm -hmm. just what we do. Yep. Um, cool. All right. I've got one last quick one. Okay. Egg sandwiches. Oh, yeah. The thing is that I'm not super sure if I've brought egg sandwiches to the table before. I don't think you have. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> but um, I love egg sandwiches. I sometimes eat too much just bread and cheese, which is delicious. And I'm not exactly team like, I gotta like diet, blah, 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 because I'm not about that. But I'm like, I should probably have like more vitamins in my life and (laughs) egg sandwiches are a really helpful vessel for that uh to make sure that i'm eating eggs because like i don't like i've heard this happen with a lot of neurodivergent people where like foods such as eggs can be extremely hit or miss for me sometimes i'll make myself like some scrambled eggs and i'll start eating it and i'm like eggs are actually the worst thing that anyone has ever invented relatable but like i need the eggs I need I need protein. I'm a vegetarian. I'm not I'm not getting like I need I need something else to be protein. But egg sandwiches for me are a really helpful way to sort of like mix my love of bread and uh, make sure that if if I am in a position where eggs are feeling like a less ideal scenario, I got that bread to help me out. Mm -hmm. And I love putting like I get this like fake bacon at like the store which is like fine but like i use fake sauce bacon yes or like a fake sausage or you can just do plain egg um and i like to put hot sauce on there too and i usually use a bagel yes for the bread but like other other types of bread still slam for it just like bagel i personally feel like helps maintain the structure really well. Or I'd like put on that like everything but the bagel seasoning Ooh. if I got a plain bagel because I love everything bagels. So I can sort of trick myself like I got an everything bagel this time. <laughs> yeah, but I really like them as like a, a strong way to start the day. A nice little like you get like the egg and toast experience but compartmentalized. And yeah, egg sandwiches. I agree. My little suggestion out there um if you're especially if you're having trouble with like some sensory aspect this may hurt or help um All right. my solution is egg salad cuz that's my particular issue with egg texture is is taken away by the egg salad and i specifically season it like a deviled egg <laughs> okay okay and that helps me t- take it to a different world <laughs> fair enough fair <laughs> enough i'm not huge on the egg salad team mm. i i will tolerate Egg salad, specifically in the context of a sandwich, you get me an egg salad alone, and oh, no, it's, no. I'm, I'm fighting. That needs to be on fighting. bread. It needs to be on bread. I can't, I can't just be eating that, like, I I was going to say raw as if it gets cooked when you put it in a sandwich, but I'm still going to keep it at raw. You can't be eating it raw. You got to put it in bread. I mean, bread. don't eat raw eggs, but... <laughs> don't eat... 
I mean, I there are some there are some instances where raw eggs are fine. Just don't be an idiot about it. Like, Fair. You can use like I I use raw eggs for like the dipping sauce stuff, like the for hot pot. Oh. I say I use it as if it's not just like a widely, like a <laughs> widely known thing about hot pot, but like yeah. Well, I didn't. Well, I learned. And I've done today. it a couple of times, and I've been safe every time. So raw well, eggs. I, I mean, yeah, no, it's it's especially if there's a cooked um, aspect involved. Eggs have an extremely low cooking temperature, so mm-hmm. you're good there. But like, I don't recommend yeah. just like cracking an egg into your face. Um, yeah. I mean, for many reasons. I know reasons. Rocky did it, but, like... Rocky did do it. You know, we don't have to follow everything Rocky did. Uh, speak for yourself, I live a Rocky lifestyle, <laughs> as I'm sure you've noticed. Some of us are Rambos, CJ. No, no, I don't right. want to I don't want to connect myself to <laughs> Nom, actually. <laughs> Jen Adams, the Rambo of the podcast. Oh, no, backtrack, backtrack. Uh, no. <laughs> Look, we all know that if I were a Sylvester Stallone movie, it would be Judge Dredd. Oh, because it's the campiest yeah. sci-fi one. It is. Yes, you are exactly correct. And you know, I grew up watching that. I grew up forcing my brother to put that on every time he babysat me, and he's like, "Please, anything else?" And I'm like, "Fine, well, watch Thunderdome for the fifth time instead." <laughs> it explains a lot I, about me. I I just love your whole deal, Jay. Never change. <laughs> I, I I couldn't if I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> You got a you got a final item. Yeah, and actually, I kind of accidentally segued into this a little bit, um, Great. and I I feel like I might have brought this up before, but I don't care if I did. I'm bringing it up again. Um, Hell yeah! N- re- revisiting nostalgic media. Mm. Very recently, I I, I discovered I, I forgot that when I moved out of my one partner's house that I'd left a bunch of CDs there, and mm-hmm. because I have ADHD, because I didn't see them, they ceased to be. Uh, so when yes. I opened the drawer, I was like, oh, these are all mine. <laughs> and he was oops. like, oh, they are. <laughs> so, um, oops, oops, oops. I grabbed them. I finally have them again. And now I have, uh, now that's what I call music volume 10 in my car. Okay. And that's been a treat. Uh, <laughs> what, what, lay, lay down some of the tracks for me. Uh, Overprotected by Britney Spears. Great. Uh, Escape by Enrique Iglesias. Okay. Um, how You Remind Me by Nickelback. Oh my god. Uh, and then my my favorite trio on there is back to back. We've got A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton into um, A New Day Has Come by Celine Dion okay. into We Are All Made of Stars by Moby. What a trio. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was my three favorite when I was a kid and I would listen to it on repeat. And now whenever um, I hear... A thousand miles anywhere, like on the radio or something like that. My brain autofills that as soon as it ends, a new day has come. By Celine Dion is gonna start. Good, good. Uh, it's I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, your brain is like this is the playlist. Yeah, the song comes after this. Is this is the playlist song. I've created. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, no, it's a, it's really nice to like revisit these songs that I spent so much of my childhood listening to, and specifically, freely letting myself enjoy them uh cringe is dead cringe is dead cringe is extremely look dead. i'm about to, i'm about to put myself out here on the podcast i listened mm-hmm. to how you remind me by Nickelback back in the day when it because it was on now that's what i call music volume 10 i had a little sure. music video in my head of characters i made yes. to that song yes um and you know what 
I, I, now that I have the CD again, I'm letting myself listen to it and unapologetically sing along raucously to Nickelback. Because yes. Cringe is dead. Do I think Nickelback is a great band? No. no. If you do, <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I don't know. Sometimes shit is, like, I, I am very much of the mindset that something doesn't have to be good quality in order to be enjoyable. Yes, this is my Cats the Musical argument. <laughs> yes. Facts, facts, Some facts, things facts, are facts. just fun and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Just just have fun. And, uh, Sometimes art is allowed to be fun. It is, it is, I think, very healing to revisit something from your childhood and instead of being like, ew, how embarrassing I was as a nine-year-old, to be like, fuck yeah, that was fun then, it's fun now. Mm-hmm. I very much have that relationship with American Idiot the musical. Oof, that's a good one, yeah. 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 Because it's not a good musical, it was ill-advised, <laughs> but like... CJ... Uh, or at least like poorly timed... I think. I, I I have a lot of thoughts about that show, but let me say, like, no passive aggression here. Just genuinely, I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Someday I will play the role of St. Jimmy and it'll be over for you, bitches. Fuck yeah. Will you be St. Jimmy in my production I'm going to direct someday of American Idiot, but it's self-aware? <laughs> yeah, Jay, yeah. Because that's what I yeah. want to do. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jay, will I participate in a self-aware theatrical project? Hey, CJ, do you like Brecht? <laughs> do I like Brecht? <laughs> yeah, I I also had, I recently had a uh, experience of re-watching nostalgic um, media because I re-watched uh, the 2010 film Black Swan oh. the other day. I only saw it one time in theaters when it originally came out as a high schooler. Um, who had just come out as bi, so during that one scene, just, like, eyes were on me a little bit, like, is this, is this doing it for you? And I'm like, I am a child. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, like, I don't, there was still some stuff in there that I liked. There's stuff in there that I'm like, this is a little silly. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I, and, like, I understand, like, plot-wise why this happened, but, like, that opening night audience is just, like, a bunch of subscribers who are like, oh, cool, Swan Lake. And, like, it is a absolutely run-of-the-mill production, like, not a big deal. And the entire plot is about, like, how desperately Natalie Portman needs this one and, like, needs to make a art so hard she dies. Uh, and it's like... Black Swan, but it's about that girl in high school who needed to play Eponine. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, I yeah, no, it's you know, and I've seen a bit of people talking about like, you know, the whole psychological work of healing the inner child by letting yourself have what you couldn't have as a child. Um mm-hmm. and I do think there's some something to that, definitely. Um I mean, I used to sneak out of my bedroom at night as an anybody to um put on like adult swim or late night tsunami mm-hmm. to try and sneak some anime. Yes, and I've I've had these just fragments of this this show Outlaw Star in my head for years and years and years, and I think of it fondly because as a kid I thought the bits I did see of it were so cool. Um, and it mm. stuck with me, and then I saw that Outlaw Stars on Hulu, and I'm like, oh, I can just watch this anime and finally fully know the plot. So I've been watching yeah. it, and it's really satisfying because it's like I, I I don't have to sneak out of my room to watch it. I can just like watch it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so it's like, you know, let yourself have the things you didn't get as a kid, even if it feels a little silly as an adult. Um, not that mm-hmm. this was a kid's show. <laughs> still, um, still. And similarly, f- revisit the things from your childhood, and you don't have to be embarrassed about it. It's okay yeah. if you are. You can't control your feelings, and embarrassment is natural, but if you can power through that embarrassment and just let yourself enjoy it, I highly recommend it. Yeah. The amount of times I've made people watch one of my favorite movies from childhood, it was my number one choice from Blockbuster, which is The Animated Adventures of Hercules and Xena. Okay. Oh, CJ, we should watch it. I would love this that. Would be a good bo- Are you this kidding? would be a good bonus episode. This this movie is garbage. It's hot garbage. Incredible. I love it so very dearly. Oh my god. And I refuse I'm to so be embarrassed excited. about it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Name name a time and place. I'm there. Oh yeah. We'll plan this. <laughs> Excellent. Good, good. But yeah. Revisit some nostalgic media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright. That does that do it for us? I think so. Cool. Pranked! Pranked! Bad! You got pranked! <laughs> I feel less sick than I did at the beginning of this. I think this was a healing experience for me. Oh, that's so exciting. I love that. Um, well, hopefully, uh, if you're listening, I hope that this helped with whatever you got going on. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for your patience with us as human beings doing a podcast completely freelance. Um, we're, I can't promise that this episode is marks like the end of the hiatus and the start of a regular schedule because my work is going to be extremely particularly busy the next two weeks. So, we'll do what we um, can. Yeah, we will We will get back to you as soon as we can, because um, we love you all and we love gay. We love gay. We love gay. So, we love gay, so just don't get it twisted there. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the other podcatchers. Um, if you're there, give us a rating, but not about how we take sporadic hiatuses from time to time. Um, that's an issue that if you got beef with me, we can just talk. Um, <laughs> you can find us on... Facebook, I guess, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, the handle is Gay Agenda Cast, and you can also find us on Patreon.com slash MyGayAgenda, much like Rachel Cringes Dead Higgins, Jim Nolan, Quentin J. Alexander, and Tiny Sneal. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, put this in your... Oh, and also Sabrina, sorry. Oh, my metamor! <laughs> <laughs> my bad Sabrina I also I treasure you we've met like one time I think and I just think you're great I've thrown a compliment in there as well because I forgot to mention your name in my spiel I feel like I should too because again she's my metamor Sabrina you're really cool <laughs> you might be a bit more qualified to compliment her than me I just get good oh, vibes I mean you're right <laughs> excellent good good she's a good judge of character I try to be uh Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Go listen to something embarrassing or watch something embarrassing from your childhood. Revisit something you loved in elementary school. Get that lame before time. Oh, hell yeah. Should fade out uh, into uh, This Is How You Remind Me by Nickelback. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) It's not like you to this Alright, and just gonna stop it there before I try to get her.